Hello, everyone, and welcome to One Meal, One Workout, your new approach to food and fitness. Brought to you by Element OP Productions, elementop.com. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Butler and Don Sullivan. Hey, everybody. Very excited to be here. Aaron Butler, former fat guy. That's my new moniker. I'm going to keep calling myself that to remind myself that what I used to be and what I am not now and do not want to be again. And along those lines, I'm approaching my weight loss goals. Uh, I started out with about a round number of 150 pounds. I'm over 135, not quite to 140 yet. And it's really tapered off in the last couple of months. I have a whole podcast about the plateau idea, myth, effect, um, Go back and listen to it if you didn't get a chance. But I've set a goal for myself in the next two months. By October 22nd, I'm going to try to lose my final additional 20 pounds. That's pretty ambitious. Uh, the Arby's that I had for dinner today didn't help. But um, I'm doing that in preparation for the Tough Mudder. Toughmudder.com if you want to know more about it. That's M-U-D-D-E-R as in dirt mud. Uh, it's a 10 and a half mile. The one I'm doing is a 10 and a half mile special forces obstacle course. And I feel like I need to be as lean as I can be to be successful at that. So I'm going to be trying to do that and raising some money for the Wounded Warrior Foundation. That'll be a lot of fun. I'm sure we'll talk about it on the show. But anyway, so for me, just thought I'd throw that out there, 20 pounds in two months. So I'm just saying to you, you may be saying, why are you telling me this, Aaron? I'm going to ask you, why not join me? If you could lose, stand to lose 20 pounds, let's lose it in the next two months together. That's 10 pounds a month. That's about two-ish pounds a week, um, which is not that bad. Two pounds a week is not that bad. So that's a thousand calories a week calorie deficit. You can do that. No, it's not. Seven thousand calories a week. Cal- that, that thousand calorie calories deficit. a day. Thousand calories a day. Exactly. So you need to eat a thousand calories less than you're burning. So be active. Eat a little less, and we can do it. Let's go. One, two, go. I don't know why I'm in cheerleader mode all of a sudden, but I am. <laughs> maybe it's the uh, maybe it's the curly fries. <laughs> My body's not used Rah, to that much fat and, uh, uh, excitement. So Don, other than in the news that uh, Steve Jobs resigned from Apple CEO position today. That's for another podcast. What else is in the news? We're doing an episode on Steve Jobs? No, no, no. Wrong show. Oh, you meant not this podcast. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, McDonald's, much to the joy of many, 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 many lobbyists and lawyers and who knows how many other folks have, drumroll please. Hey, it worked. Have decided they are going to cut the amount of calories in their Happy Meals. By 20% overall, they're going to have the number of French fries. They're going to put fruit in there. It's going to be good times for small children's the world over. It's wow. uh, big, big news. Yeah, Apparently, they are getting a lot of heat and have been since they introduced this thing in the 70s for giving kids sugary drinks and fried foods. Who would have ever thought? Wow. Well, they, they, they said they're going to start this in September, so it's just right around the corner, and we'll be rolled out to all 14,000 restaurants Here's my prediction. 2012. You ready for my prediction? I'm ready, Mark. Let's September, see. they're going to reduce the, um, the uh, amount of food in the Happy Meals. November, they will release supersized Happy Meals. <laughs> they have uh, the big kid meal, don't they yes, already? The big kid. Mighty kid, kids. Mighty kid. That's Mighty it. kids, yeah. Yes. Well, this, this is a New York Times article, so we'll make sure we put the link in the notes. A good find on that, Don. You know, um, a Happy Meal right now, a Chicken Nuggets, this this site, this uh, article says, has 520 calories and 26 grams of fat. So it isn't super great. Um, and the reconstituted version will be 410 galori- calories and 19 grams of fat. So, But you know, 500 I'd- calories, if that's a third of your daily intake, that's not bad. 
Well, unless you're but if you're five. a six-year-old, yeah, that's the only problem. <laughs> yeah, but my six-year-old burns eight million calories a day. That is true. I, I can witness. I can testify to that. Yeah, my five-year-old has a has a six-pack ab pretty much because he's so active. And, <laughs> he does. Uh, well, you know the um, the interesting thing is that the uh, the happy meal, the the value meal. You know, we've talked about this before. The you know the only value is it, you can get fat cheaper. The whole idea of supersizing and all that is just so unhealthy in general, getting a giant order of fries and a gigantic drink and all those kind of things. The whole fast food industry is just not necessarily not a great place to be in when you're trying to eat healthier. So I appreciate McDonald's at least making an attempt to try to do something a little better, even if they are kind of being forced to. I thought this was a really interesting last kind of tidbit on the article here. San Francisco has banned the inclusion of toys in children's meal unless certain nutritional requirements are met. New York City Councilman's proposing a similar law, similar law because of the link between the toy and the kid demanding that meal and wanting it, you know. Um, so, so you, you can this, only have toys in healthy meals? That's what in San Francisco, apparently. Interesting. That, that way the kid wants the healthy one. It's actually pretty clever if you, you, know, if you had a 350-calorie, low-fat, healthy diet and you tell the kid, well, okay, son, you can have the grilled chicken patty with the apples and you get, you know, Buzz Lightyear or you can have the cheeseburger and the fries, but you don't get a toy. I can tell you what my son would pick because he likes the chicken and the apples just about as much anyway. Yeah. So. Just as a uh, strict constructionist uh, uh, political conservative, I, I think the idea is grand. It shouldn't be government doing it. That's, that's no. all I'll say about that. Exactly. And and that is a whole. That's another podcast. Yes. That's that's called one vote, one government. Uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, so yeah, that's the that's the that's the dealy on the McDonald's deal, you know. And I think it's pretty interesting um, that they're even considering it because they don't they don't have to. I mean, they're a multi billion dollar company; they can do what they want pretty much on that kind of stuff. I, I see a note in the warm up here that says, "Yes, I have lost weight." Yeah, that was, uh, I mentioned it to you on our other show that we do Ele- uh, on the Element OP Network, uh, Everyday Linux. Um, and you said I should bring it up the next time we do a show, so I'm bringing it up. Um, and the, uh, I was out at a restaurant, uh, having an unhealthy lunch, uh, when I saw somebody that I hadn't seen, uh, for, uh, a long while, uh, a year or so. And the very first thing he said to me was, have you lost a whole lot of weight? And I just wanted to share that golf clap moment there because, yes, I have lost a whole lot of weight. And it's it's nice to notice it because it's really uh, when you're on the weight loss journey, you look in the mirror every day. You know, you're still shaving and doing your hair and makeup, whatever, every day. You don't see it. But when somebody who hasn't seen you in a year says, have you lost a whole lot of weight? It's kind Mark, of a cool thing. I have to interrupt. You're doing your makeup every day? I just want yes, to clarify. I do. I do my makeup. <laughs> I was trying to be um, I know. Inclusive. Um, universal. I yes. Yeah, I understand. You're being you inclusive. You have to look good for the podcast. That's man. right. <laughs> makeup. So, Mark, from the from kind of when you started getting a hold of your health to now, can, do you have a, a number that you'd like to share of how much weight you've lost? So far, Carlos? it's about 73 pounds. Awesome. Wow. That's fantastic. Nice. I still have a long way to go. Uh, my goal? I haven't. I don't think I've ever mentioned it before. My goal: three hundred pounds. You have a goal to lose three hundred pounds. To lose three hundred pounds. That's a big goal. I started at five oh five. I want to be at two oh five. Excellent. Wow! Very I, nice. I you can do it. And I, when I say that, I'm not just being what's the word? Stupid. I'm. <laughs> yeah. I'm, 
patronizing. That's a good word. Uh, yeah. Play, yeah. Any I, of those P words. I have a very measured approach to this. It didn't, I didn't get fat in a year. I'm not going to get thin in a year. So it's just going to take time and patience oh. and persistence and it'll happen. Exactly. Any diet, and I've talked about noun versus verb, needs to be sustainable in my opinion. Doing something crazy for a short time will work, but what you end up on your maintenance plan has to be sustainable. And so, you know, if you can do what you're doing now, Mark, and keep that couple of thousand calories a day that you're shooting for and you, you know, lose two pounds this week, three pounds this week, one pound this week, and just one pound at a time, uh, you can absolutely do it. That's how I lost the weight, one pound at a time. I think that's how everybody was. <laughs> Nobody drops 30 pounds all at once. Not without losing a limb. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, now we're going to bring on our guest for the week, Dr. Stephen Linhard and Cindy Haga from Piedmont Physicians in Marietta. They're going to be our guest today, and we're going to talk about the HCG diet. It's something I've been hearing about just everywhere, not only on Facebook, but I have lots of friends and family that have been on the diet, that are on the diet. And so I approached Dr. Linhard and said, um, would you be willing to come on the show and talk about it and kind of put some information out there? Because one of my, one of my three E's, you know, entertain, uh, encourage, and then the third E is educate for this podcast. Um, I think that's something that people have a lot of questions about. So Dr. Linhard, thank you for being with us. Certainly. And Cindy, thank you for being with us. You're welcome. It's a pleasure. And, uh, of course, we have um, a lot of people out there right now. I know. I don't know how many thousands of people in the United States are on the HCG diet right now. But um, it is seems like it's just all over the news and uh, television shows. I saw a thing, a thing about it on Dr. Oz not too long ago. And um, so, Dr. Linhart, before we get into all that, though, let me back up. Just introduce yourself. Who Who are you? Where are you from? What do you do? All that kind of fun stuff. Excellent. Well, uh, I am a practicing internal medicine specialist uh, in suburban Atlanta in Marietta, Georgia, and I've been practicing for 15 years. And uh, I am a primary care physician to uh, probably about 2,000 patients. And one of the biggest problems that we're seeing in our society is obesity. Obesity leads to lots of diseases like diabetes, hypertension, high cholesterol, and those diseases can then lead to atherosclerosis, which is hardening of the arteries, which can lead to heart disease and stroke and possibly death. So, and there's other conditions that obesity affects, and that one of the big ones is sleep apnea. So, Obesity is a core problem that we want to try to fix, and it's been awfully difficult. And so the HCG plan that we've, we have been doing in our office for several years has been uh, very helpful to a lot of patients. Well, great. Now, Cindy, tell us who you are, Cindy. I know who you are, but nobody else does. <laughs> <laughs> I work with Dr. Linhart at Piedmont Physicians Group in Marietta. Um, I am a nurse and the office manager. I've been with this group of internal medicine physicians for 20 years and I've been working with the HCG program since 2009. Wow. So you guys have been doing that for quite a few years. It's just kind of come to the forefront in the news recently. Correct. All right. So in a nutshell, uh, for those that may have the, the four people out there who haven't heard of the HCG diet. I'm one of them. I don't know what it is. 
<laughs> well, great. Mark will get to find out right now. So what is the HCG diet? Just kind of in a nutshell, like I said, what is the HCG diet? The HCG diet is a very low-calorie diet. Uh, it consists of a, of a diet that is of 500 calories per day. Uh, 500 calories a day is really not enough to support the body systems, the, the brain, the heart, the kidney, and you need more calories than that. And that's, and that's why it's difficult for patients to just go on a very low-calorie diet uh, and be able to perform their daily functions. What the HCG helps with is help mobilize and uh, the peripheral fat that patients will have, which is stored calories, and mitigate some of the hunger that patients will have from only eating 500 calories. So let me try to put that in, in, in layman's terms. So what the HCG does is helps your body uh, supplement the 500 calories you're eating with your own fat more, more, more efficiently. I guess. Exactly. And, and, that, and I, I make an analogy that this is similar to a bear who hibernates. They hibernate during winter. They have, they eat a lot during the spring and then they have all the fat stores and then they mobilize those fat stores when they are hibernating. Well, a person who has obesity has a lot of fat stores. And so those, that fat is mobilized and turned into calories because you need anywhere from 1,200 to 15, maybe 1,800 calories a day to run your body. Oh, great. So I guess we need to come up with a, the HCG actually stands for human something something. Yeah, it What's stands the, for human chorionic gonadotropin. That's what and, I was saying. Uh, <laughs> and that, that's a mouthful, but H, HCG. Which is naturally H produced. Go ahead. Go ahead, Cindy. Well, was, I was going to say, and that's naturally produced by females when they're pregnant. So we could call it the hibernating calorie something <laughs> to make up a different acronym for it. But you know, that's, that's a good explanation. I, I'd wonder because when I first heard 500 calories a day, like, like you're saying, Dr. Linhart, I'd, heard, I'd always heard that you know anything below 1,200 calories, you're running the risk of not having enough calories to be you know, healthy, I guess is the way to put it. Correct. That's, so that's body, correct. And it kind of forces your body to supplement itself instead of just going into starvation mode. It, it instead just burns the fat more effectively. Correct. And, and the, correct. The, there's been studies shown. Uh, there's not too, actually, there's not too many studies in the literature uh, about HCG. And the last sets of studies were really done in the 70s. And one wow. study did show that patients who were on the very low calorie diet without the HCG were not able to complete the, the study because they were hungry and they just could not tolerate it. Right. Um, and so uh, uh, that, that was one study that, that helped and to show that the HCG will help, help supplement that. Is this, HCG, a, excuse me for interrupting, yeah, is this a, a prescription medication? Is this a, a, a what, what is HCG? Is it a shot? Is it a pill? Cindy, you want to take that? Cindy? Cindy? Oh, I'm sorry. You're breaking <laughs> up on my end. It is a prescription. And our patients, it can be delivered through a, um, an injection, a nasal spray, and now there is actually a drop, a sublingual drop. Which means under the tongue. That's Correct. exactly right. <laughs> so... Uh, 
but I've heard some stories of people buying it over the counter. Is that not the same thing? Is that only available in Mexico, or what is? Or did I hear wrong? I, if I think it, it is over a, the counter. Maybe they can get it in Mexico. I know that our pharmacist tells us that in the United States, if you're not getting it through a prescription, you're not really sure what you're getting, although it may be called HCG. Oh, I okay. think there are products out there that are other um, acronyms like HGC or there's on the Internet, you can find a, a plethora of medications that um, are marketed like HCG, but really it's prescription. Cool. So do you typically, Dr. Linhart, in your practice, do you have, say, me a year and a half ago, I come in there just to see you for uh, a cold and, you know, I get on the scale and I weigh 395 and I come in to see you and you say, Aaron, you really need to do something about your weight. Um, is that when is that the type of person that you'd recommend HCG to or is it anybody uh, that needs to lose 20 pounds, 50 pounds, 100? Who is the who is the perfect candidate for this diet? Well, there's, you know, the patients that have comorbid problems, if they are overweight or obese and they have the diabetes, high blood pressure, and especially patients who have tried lots of different things, diet plus exercise, Weight Watchers, uh, they even tried, uh, thought about doing bariatric surgery and they didn't like the idea of that. And they've tried different type of, uh, uh, calorie diets, Atkins diet, sugar busters. And so we have a conversation, which is the key part of, of the, of the process is to talk with the patients and give them options. And sometimes in order to just get the ball rolling so that a patient can start exercising more effectively, if we can help them lose 20, 30, sometimes even 40 pounds in a short period of time, my, again, analogy is that I'm taking a backpack, a, a, you know, when they're hiking, when you're hiking, taking a backpack off of their body. And imagine what, you know, when you're hiking, how good that feels when the backpack comes off and how much lighter you feel. Well, imagine you're a patient and I take off 30 pounds. You'll be able to exercise much easier with less weight. And that, that sometimes is the is the part of the puzzle that we need that where the snowball will start to, to, to form and then the patient can take it from there. Right. That'll kind of get them maybe um, a little bit motivated, especially at the beginning. Now, Don, my co-host here, he's lost over 100 pounds and he took Adipex. Is that right, Don? Correct. Adipex under physician supervision um, when he first started uh, for the, a similar reason, you know, I think to get him curbed appetite get the metabolism up and that kind of stuff. Right. So I, I can definitely see the value of helping that person get started when they feel, especially for somebody that's, uh, you know, lifetime overweight. And like you said, tried three or four or five or six things and just feels like they haven't had any success and don't want to try yet another thing. Right. So Don, you had a question? Now, yes. So how long would uh, one of your patients actually be on HCG and doing the 500 calorie diet? Typically. It's a six-week program. Say that again, Cindy. You kind of cut out on us a little bit. It's a six-week program. Six-week program. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so during that six weeks, six weeks, they're on uh, the medication daily? That's correct. 
and then uh, doing the 500 calories. Then after that six weeks, what happens? Well, before they get to the six-week point, when we're seeing patients, we have them come in every two weeks while they're on the HCG. We ask them to bring a food log with them. And when they're at week four, we start talking about maintenance. And we want them to realize that they have to make lifestyle changes if they're going to keep the weight off. And in some uh, patients, if they have more weight to lose, if they're going to continue to lose the weight, then they have to make lifestyle changes. And we make suggestions for them. We give them uh, suggestions on low glycemic (laughs) foods, low fat diet, um, exercise regimens. And maybe you could add the uh, one meal, one workout podcast to to your list of recommendations. (laughs) <laughs> as their ongoing encouragement and education exactly right i'll be glad to print some cards up for you um so if uh if a patient finishes that six-week program say they need to lose 150 pounds and they've lost 40 will they go back on hcg again after a certain amount of time or will they just be done with it or is it safe to do it again it is safe to do it again we have them wait for 60 days and we want them to at least maintain the weight that they lost. But we, we find that patients who are really, um, who follow the program and who are really are committed and are intentional about, about losing weight, they lose weight on their own when they're not even on the HCG. Right. So the whole the con- commitment is key in this diet. Um, you have to be intentional about every about all the food that you eat when you're on the six weeks. And then I think that when you get in that habit, you know, they say it takes 21 days to create a habit. And I think that once patients, while they're on the program, they're not eating refined and processed foods. They're eating foods in a more natural state. Uh, of course, it's grilled and grilled meats or fish and that sort of thing, but it's not processed foods and it's not fast foods by any stretch. So if they've built up uh, good eating habits and they just um, can increase the variety of foods that they eat, still choosing from low glycemic foods, then they, they tend to do really well. Right. So I, I, I think all our listeners just heard the bad news. This isn't a miracle drug. And no. a, a miracle weight loss program. It still takes uh, lifestyle changes and intentional choices and better eating than you had before. That's exactly right. I think the other thing that's, that sets our program apart from some of the other programs that you see on TV or you see on billboards or as you're driving down the road is that this is through our, through our doctor's office. And the doctors are following these patients we have Cindy and another nurse in our office that are following the patients closely, and they're getting counseling all along the way, whereas in some of the other places, they are just given the HCG uh, they, with a, from a doctor that they've never seen before, and then they go on their merry way right. and you know, are given the best of luck. Our program right. is, is, is uh, tailored to the patient, and uh, we follow the patient. Because, uh, because you know, it's not without risk. There are ca- complications that can occur with this. And one of the big ones is gallbladder disease. With any oh, weight loss program, uh, it doesn't matter if, you're lose- if you've lost 100 pounds through diet and exercise or if you've lost it through, uh, through sugar busters or if you've lost it through the HCG. 
we need you always need to have a doctor monitor for signs of gallbladder disease because you can get stones from this. So let's just talk about that for a second. So you say one of the possible side effects is gall gallstones, gallbladder stones. Is that because of just the weight loss in general, or is it a specific side effect of being on HCG? No, it's this. It's the side effect of weight loss because okay. your body is metabolizing so much fat. And that's right. uh, where it's processed. So it doesn't so, matter how you lose the weight. Um, uh, well, well, I, I guess I, you know, I should with bariatric surgery. I think that may be a little different. Uh, you're less likely to have the gallstones because you're having a a you're creating a malabsorption state and a right. small stomach uh, with bariatric surgery. So that, that may be a little different. Uh, but with but with what we're we've been talking about today, uh, you just have to be aware of that. And we want monitor patients' electrolytes. And the other most important thing is, is almost immediately when patients start losing weight, if they're hypertensive, if they have high blood pressure, their blood pressure may start to drop. You lose 10, right. 15 pounds, it'll drop. And so we need to be aware. And so many times a week, Cindy will come to me and says, say that uh, a patient's doing well, they've lost 15 pounds, but their blood pressure is too low. Well, yeah. it's time. It's time to peel away the medicines. Right, they're and already on a couple of three hypertensive meds, and now their blood pressure is getting more normal. They don't need as much or or as many, and so they've got to be obviously monitored and watched for that kind of thing. I'm assuming exactly. the same thing with diabe and, uh, diabetics. Exactly, That's same right. thing with diabetics, and it's a huge reward for the patients when when I'm able to peel away the medicines. Not only from a from a monetary standpoint that they don't have to pay for more pill bottles but it's a psychological achievement that they're no longer on a medication and right. that they're not putting these the drugs in their body so it's my promise to them when they start a program no matter what type of program that if you if you are able to reverse some of the disease processes we will get you off of the medicines and off whatever appliances like a like a like a CPAP machine for sleep apnea Right. So that's that's well, the carrot that's in front of the patients. Well, I know for me, um, I actually was not on any meds when I started. And Dr. Linhart and Cindy, you knew me. You knew me last year, you know, year and a half ago when I was almost 400 pounds. Um, so I didn't come off the meds, but I saw my blood pressure come down and my blood sugar come down. And it was a motivation for me. So I can imagine throw the, the fact that you're getting off the meds on top of that. And that'd be a huge motivating factor for somebody. Um, not to mention the fact that you're losing pretty significant amounts of weight when you start um, start up on this. So that brings to the next question. What what do you typically expect to see somebody lose in that six weeks? As far um, as pounds of fat. We did a, for, for we, males, we, we did, did, we did, we did a, 30 to 35 pounds. And for females, so, it's about 20 to 25 pounds. So males, 30 to 35, females, 20 to 25 pounds in six weeks. That's, that's, that's pretty significant. I mean, that's, Five or six pounds a week for six weeks for the guys, and uh, for those that don't like to do math, <laughs> right? And uh, you know that's that's pretty good, um, especially knowing, like I said, really that good, another really good thing is that it's so it's incentivizing because they see the weight loss and the inches, the inch loss in the first week, right? So that's very Bobby motivating. Yeah, if you're down to that 500 calories and your body body's really um, what's the word? Not metabolizing. What'd you use the word, Dr. Lenhard? Um, 
mobilizing right that fat those fat stores and pulling them out of there it's got to you've got to start shrinking like crazy up up front right so so we talked a little bit we 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 talked about it's a six week plan do four weeks uh in the, in the fourth week you start talking about maintenance then your six weeks is over and i'm off the hcg now obviously i'm not going to keep eating 500 calories what happens to me then we depended on how much weight you have to lose and if you're uh, male or female and how much you weigh we usually put our females usually go back to 1200 calories and and the males usually go back to 15 to 1800 calories okay but that's 15 to 1800 low glycemic low fat calories and then they'll just continue on that type of diet that type of program continuing to be monitored by you guys and then i guess as, as a as a team dr linhard cindy whoever's participating in their patient care and the patient make a determination if it would be a good idea to go back on it again after 60 days depending on if they still have a large amount of weight to lose that's correct that's right and a, a lot of times when we have patients increase their calorie counts after the six-week hcg period uh they're not even able to eat that many calories because they've train themselves to eat low-calorie foods. Uh, we have a very specific menu that Cindy goes over with the patients. And if they just expand on that, even just double what they've been eating, they'll feel, they'll feel very full very easily. So right. even after the program, they tend to still lose weight, but they've been taught um, better, better habits. And an interesting anecdote that, that – uh, that um, Cindy has told me and that, that patients and that other patients is that you would think that the, there's, there's many more women that do this, first of all. We have more female patients that do this. More and more men are coming on, but the men do very well because we give them a little sheet of paper that tells them what foods they can eat, what the calorie value is. And you know how men like stats, like baseball stats and football stats. Well, and the men are keeping very close stats of exactly what they eat. They know right down to the single calorie exactly how much they ate on any given day because they're keeping meticulous records. So it's been <laughs> interesting to see that phenomenon occur. Well, it's funny. You know, in, in my journey, I've trained myself to where the things that I commonly eat, I know pretty much how many calories they have. And I can tell you at the end of a day, within a couple of hundred calories probably, kind of how many what what calories i had that day and you know if i had a heavy fat day or not and those kind of things and so that's that kind of education is is i think super important for a person that's going to make permanent lifestyle changes and kind of break some old bad eating habits exactly and that and that's why our nurses like cindy are so key in this process to keep helping the patients uh, along the way during the six-week period um, to, to almost retrain them how to think and how to eat and how to make better choices so that they hopefully don't have to do the program again, that they can lose weight, albeit a little slower after the plan, but they can still lose weight uh, on a steady basis. So it really is very satisfying for, for us and for Cindy and our nurses in the office. So uh, I, got, I, think I, got, I think I sidetracked this with my own personal anecdotes earlier. We talked about the gallstones being a possible side effect from the rapid weight loss. Are there any other side effects that um, that could possibly occur just from being on the drug? Constipation is sometimes a, a problem with patients. 
and um, fatigue during the first week. We hear that from probably about 20% of the patients. Not fatigue where they can't function and, and do their normal daily activities, but they, they do say that they're more tired, especially during that first week. And after that, usually they don't complain about um, fatigue. Do you know off the top of your head any stats as far as um, how, what percentage of people – I mean, I know this is just reaching out there. What percentage of people do you feel like are succeed on the sixty, the six weeks? Like, uh, who, how many people make it through the the initial protocol and are successful at losing the weight? Is that a pretty? I would assume that first six weeks is a pretty high number. Definitely, in our practice, about I would say probably eighty five percent of the patients have a a great weight loss. And I will tell you, this is one diet I can say, if the patient follows the diet, if they take the HCG and they eat the 500 calories, they are successful, period, 100%. But if right. you just take the HCG and you deviate from the food plan, you're not going to reach um, your, your weight loss goal. And we have everybody set a weight loss goal based on on what they need to lose. And we don't want them to lose more than 40 pounds during the six-week period, although we have patients who have done that and done it easily. Um, right. I guess because the, the point is, like I said earlier, it's not a miracle drug in the sense that um, it helps you have the low-calorie diet and it helps mobilize the fat. But you can't continue to eat 5,000 calories a week and expect to lose 30 pounds. That's exactly right. <laughs> it's got to go but somewhere. Th there's something about it that about the HCG that does help curb your appetite and helps curb cravings for like alcohol or chocolate or, or chips. Um, huh. And that hasn't really been scientifically explained, but it does happen because patients tell me that all the time. So it's ironic that a uh, hormone produced during pregnancy makes cravings go away. That, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I, I, do, I do have one question. Um, they just they want pickles, and pickles are not on the diet. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, Aaron, pickles aren't on the diet. You're uh -oh. in trouble. Um, I'm in trouble. That's my favorite snack. Uh, you've described <laughs> the the beginning, right? Okay, so the the six weeks, the induction, and and sort of the the next uh, sixty days. What's what's the long term? strategy look like? I mean, you're with these patients, I'm assuming over the course of a couple of years. Um, what? Give me a, a plan, an idea of what an average typical sort of plan would look like. Well, a, a, a long-term plan, well, well, we do the short-term plan to, to try to get some of that weight off. And when, after they, they lose some weight, I, I'll continue to see them for follow-up of their chronic medical conditions and we'll see if they've stabilized their weight. We'll talk about if they want to lose more weight or how they're doing it. Um, and especially if, they're, if their medical problems are getting better or, or if they still have some more room for improvement. So we'll consider repeating the HCG. Uh, a lot of times it can be, they can achieve their goals through, uh, through diet, through better exercise. Um, and things like that, but uh, so so I'll continue to follow them, you know, you know indefinitely, really, because a lot of these patients are from our own practice. We we in our practice we have not really heavily advertised for outside patients. We've kept right. it within our own practice. 
Yeah, that, that's something maybe we should we should be clear on this to everybody, Dr. Linhart, that don't know you as well as I do. Dr. Linhart's practice is, uh, um, like I said, he's internal medicine, and they are a regular physician's office that just happens to offer this as one of the services for their patients. It's not like a uh, this is a weight loss clinic or a specialty nutrition center or something like that. He sees patients with colds, patients, you know, geriatric patients, middle-aged exactly. patients, young patients. I mean, this is just part of his something that he's got in his bag of tricks or tool belt, however you want to look at it, to help his patients out. Exactly. Not, not the only thing he does by far. Right. You know, Aaron, now, we, now, we, now do all your physicians, uh, how many, you have five physicians in your practice there, your local practice, Dr. Nair, is that right, or six now? Uh, we have uh, we have six. We six. have six and, uh, physicians and a nurse practitioner. And do all six of your physicians um, prescribe HCG? Yes. Cindy, do you yeah. Yes, they do. No, Cindy, were you going to say something else a moment ago? Um, I was going to say that we have patients who now have been off the program, off HCG for over a year, and sometimes they'll just call and schedule an appointment to stop in and let us get their weight and just talk to us. They, It is so rewarding to see patients that have such an incredibly better quality of life. And I think that we get our best suggestions from our patients and we like to share them with other patients because if it works for one person, it could work for another person. We share recipes, we share ideas. We have patients who travel internationally and we're on the HCG diet and that takes commitment. So right. you know, we, we, we try to pass that on to other patients. So if you really want to do it, you can do it. So is there ever a circumstance, is there a person out there that this is not for? Because um, we talked yeah. about the gallstones, the constipation. Are there other patients that this is not somebody that you would prescribe this to? There are some patients that we have seen with that are on multiple uh, like combination antidepressants. And it we found that the HCG diet just really doesn't work well for those people. It tends to uh, sometimes make depression worse. So we've steered clear of of those patients and we, you know, we let them know and we let them know the reason why. But actually the other patients that we we sometimes talk patients out of being on the program because we can tell they're not really motivated to stay on the 500 calorie diet. We always say you need to think six weeks ahead. And if you have a wedding, um, a graduation, uh, a vacation, a function, you need to think about it. And if you think you can stay on this specific um, eating regimen for that uh, six week period, then fine, go ahead. But if we can tell that they're not, then this plan is not really for them. It's, it's really regimented. So what you're saying is around the second week of November, you really tell people to think hard about it. Is that right? That's exactly <laughs> right. But, you know, we've had people start just before Thanksgiving because their rationale is that if they're on this program, it will give them a reason not to eat the extra food at Thanksgiving and during Christmas. So you have to go with it. Yeah, I, you know, I one of my things, uh, you know, the whole this podcast, I, I, I think you know, Dr. Linhart and Cindy, I just asked you to come be on quote unquote, my podcast um, is called one meal, one workout. And it's the philosophy that I've kind of 
used to motivate myself for the last 13 months, which is just approaching it one meal at a time, one workout at a time. And uh, so I found that the holidays weren't that big of a deal for me um, going at it that way. And I think that if you're focused, like you said, you're doing the ACG, you know what you need to do, and you're being intentional about your choices, the holidays shouldn't be you shouldn't put it off. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, Dr. Linhard. If I'm 100 pounds overweight, my blood pressure is 160 over 110, and my A1C is 14, I probably shouldn't wait another nine months to start losing weight. <laughs> that, that, that certainly is true. It's, it is, uh, but as you check your, as, as patients come in over the holidays and we check their laboratories in January, and their a their hemoglobin A1C is a little elevated from their diabetes, and their blood pressure is elevated. They shrug their shoulders and say, "Hey, it was the holidays back then." I say, "Yeah, but <laughs> yourself at risk." Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. As, um, I don't want I don't want to eat up y'all's entire evening. Do you have any more anything else you want to share about the ACG diet, or any final instructions, or um, some some words of advice you may want to give to somebody out there that's considering this? I, this I think is, this is an big, international biggest, broadcast. So you could be talking to somebody in Brazil right now about the HCG diet. <laughs> I think I think the biggest thing is is that because you know, at least here in Atlanta, the HCG the, there are advertisements everywhere, and you may be able to get the HCG uh, over the counter in other countries. I think the biggest thing is is you have to have a conversation with your doctor if you're going to do it. Do it, and if you're going to do it by getting over-the-counter medicines, do it at least in conjunction with your doctor so he or she knows what's going on, can monitor you appropriately, check the laboratories, and make sure that the, the, that the medications are, are taken away in a uh, logical and safe manner so that right. uh, you, you don't want a person to be on too much diabetic medicines and then their sugars plummet or their blood right. pressure drop and they faint. So right. you really just have to be upfront with your doctor and let, let them know uh, what you're doing. Well, every, every podcast that we do, Dr. Linhard, you'll be happy to know I end it with this phrase. Remember, before starting any diet or exercise program, it's recommended that you consult your health care provider. That's, <laughs> That's excellent I advice. I end every episode that way. Well, Cindy, Dr. Linhard, I really appreciate it. Appreciate your time. Appreciate Good your job, willingness Aaron. to do this. A um, couple of weeks, I'm going to have Dr. Leibowitz on. Um, from the sleep center, just uh, as kind of a side note, you were talking about sleep apnea and things like that and how that is involved in the health and people that are overweight a lot of times have those kind of sleep issues. So I think that's going to kind of tie it in and add another piece to the puzzle for some people out there who maybe are wondering why they're struggling to have energy. It's because they're only sleeping two hours a night or whatever, but that's just a side note. I thought exactly. you might be interested. That'll be a that good one. Awesome. Again, you. I appreciate it and I will, um, I will sure I will see you guys around. Thanks Sounds so much, good. Thank you. Thank you. All right. That was a great interview with Dr. Linhard and Cindy uh, Haga about the HCG diet. And uh, I think Don had the question of the day there. Good job, Don, on that question. So um, eat less tip. If you listened to last week's show, Sam Brown was here. And uh, I think it was worth saying again, um, my eat less tip, unless you're on the HCG diet, is don't starve yourself. It made a big difference for me to know that I didn't have to always be hungry and I could still lose weight. So snack, eat snacks, eat lots of small meals um, as best you can based on your schedule. Keep snacks around you. And I try to eat, be honest with you, this is what I do. I eat breakfast about eight every morning when I get to work. I usually make oatmeal and eat it at my desk. I eat a snack about 10 or 10.30 or 10 usually. 
I usually eat lunch about 11.30. I usually eat a snack about 3 o'clock. I usually eat dinner about 5.30. And I usually eat a snack about 8 or 30 or 9 o'clock at night. Every, and I do that. And I eat lots of smaller meals because of that. And I'm just hardly ever hungry. If I get hungry, I just drink a glass of water or something like that. But So that's my eat less tip is don't starve yourself. That's right. Don, I have an exercise more tip that I think I actually put the tip in there, but I'm going to ask you to read it for equal participation's sake. Exercise more. If you're, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you're dreading your workout, ask yourself why. I think that's a really good tip. I think if you don't enjoy what you're doing to be active, then you, that's not very sustainable, especially if yeah. we're talking about stuff that you're going to be doing for the rest of your life. If you're dreading going to do activity X, biking, walking, running, racquetball, swimming, curling, jacks, curling. Oh, man, I dread curling so much. I just can't stand having to know that I'm going curling after it. Anyway, if you really are not into it, you're not going to keep doing it forever and forever and forever. You're going to have to find something that you really actually enjoy. And it doesn't matter if it's throwing the frisbee to your dog in the backyard as long as, you know, you can keep doing it. And a lot of times for folks, uh, I find especially for me, uh, a lot of times I'll just get burnt out on things. Sometimes you really just have to change it up and you might be tired of going running three times a week. Uh, and sometimes you just need to take a, an off week and go do something else. Stay active. Go play pickup basketball. Go throw the frisbee with your dog, whatever. I'm out of examples. I'm sorry. That's okay. But just, uh, you know, keep, <clears throat> keep it light. Keep yourself interested. Yeah, you know, if you're dreading your workout because it's going to be painful, then find something else to do. Now, painful, I'm talking painful like uh, like Mark's mentioned he has some knee issues. If Mark was had chosen to do running as his exercise of choice, he would be dreading it every time he got ready to go because he knows his knees are going to be not very fun. And uh, they'd be not fun knees. Fun knees. Sorry. <laughs> I couldn't help it. Uh, thank you very much. I'm here all week. Uh, so, yeah, if if he's dreading it because it's going to be super painful in that kind of pain, then pick something else. Like Don said, if, it, if it's going to be painful in the sense that you're going to physically work out and be tiring or maybe a little sore, that's a different thing. And that's just kind of got to suck it up and do it sometimes. But yeah, anyway. A good friend of mine who's a coach says, exercise hurts, deal with it. Right. A lot of times it does. And most of the time in a good way. He says that, so anyway. to, he says that to his whiny freshman, you know, during football practice. Exercise hurts, deal with it. Coach Barron, sixth grade, Sweeney, Texas. Do push-ups till I get tired. I'll never forget that phrase. <laughs> Do push-ups till I get tired. And the other one was, Butler, I'm going to run you to dark 30. That was his other one he liked to say. Didn't know when dark 30 was, but it was going to be a long time. So, Mark. 30 minutes after the sun goes down, Aaron. I'll I guess be- so. Oh, guru of all things elements and opies. Give us your shtick on Element Opie. Go. ElementOpie.com is the... Uh, production company the home base for uh one meal one workout as well as other fine podcasts for your listening pleasure if you're a commuter and you don't listen to podcasts you're you're uh not doing yourself any favors we can always listen to that morning zoo crew make crude jokes all day but you can only get fine educational encouragement and and entertaining uh content from a podcast such as this one so mark uh, if, if i wanted to hear a podcast like maybe i'm a teacher if I was a teacher and and I wanted to 
have some things to help me in the classroom. What could I do? Well, if you're a teacher with a huge budget and just infinite amounts of money, I don't have any ideas for you. But if you're a teacher on a budget, we have a show called The Tightwad Teacher, uh, which is uh, a good one. Uh, uh, and we have another show, which is called The Tightwad Tech. It's for more the geek side, uh, but we also are education-centered. Uh, we could. Uh, Aaron is also a host on another of our podcasts called uh, Everyday Linux. He's our uh, noob uh, on that show. And uh, just like I got to be the noob on this show, I'd never heard of the HCG diet. So I was in Aaron's shoes today. I just wanted you to know that I was going to say, what if I had a computer given to me that didn't have an operating system? What could I do? But you yeah. went ahead. I you jumped right. Ahead. You told me to do my shtick. I'm doing my shtick. So elementop.com, forums, good stuff. Check it out. Yeah, and that's element as in the periodic table and opie as in Ron Opie Howard. Taylor. Ron Howard, yes. Yeah. All right. Now, uh, also, I periodically post my prolific ponderances on www.1meal1workout.com. That's the number one, not O-N-E. And uh, that's kind of got our news stream there of just information, articles, what have you, uh, and any other information that might be coming along. From there, you can get to our Facebook page, our Twitter page, our YouTube page, any of those kind of things. Um, but, of course, if you want to get something directly to me, Aaron, former fat guy, just email me at Aaron, double A-R-O-N, at onemealoneworkout.com. What about you, Don? How can we get a hold of you? Through onemealoneworkout.com. You can, of course, email Aaron, and he'll send me an email. That's right. Or you or, could uh, go to the forums. Post something in the, the forums. forums. Or the Facebook page. Anywhere that's one meal and workout, you'll find Don Sullivan lurking in the background. That's right. Awesome. But of course, I know people want to speak to me directly and, and privately, of course, for intensely personal matters. So just forward it to Aaron. And he won't read them once he sees it's for Don. He'll just yeah, go just ahead. Put in, please put it in the we, subject. For Don. Totally confident. secure. Yes. And I'll encrypt it with 128-bit AES, AES <laughs> encryption and uh, send that right on over. The scary right. thing is he's not kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I will. I'll do it. Don't dare me. Uh, and again, well, this think, podcast gets really nerdy. Yeah. Well, um, Don, who's one of our future guests that we are trying to line up right now? Tell it. Tell it. Give us a little teaser. Are we Are we ready to reveal that? You know, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Why not? We're throwing it Why out there. Tease it. Big market tease. Go. I'm I'm really excited. Uh, Have you got been, Richard Simmons me? coming on the show? Oh, I I'm haven't gotten a response that, Mark, you said that I'm going to ask him. <laughs> I haven't gotten a response. I got a response this morning, though, from, or, well, it was this evening in Dublin, Ireland, where he is right now, from Steve Cam of One Meal, of, of One Meal Workout. Wow. <laughs> you didn't know we'd recruited him for the podcast, did you? He's a new co-host. He's replacing me. It's going to be awesome. We uh, Steve Cam from Nerd Fitness, uh, we're working on getting him on the show. That's going to be spectacular. If you're not familiar with nerdfitness.com, it's great, especially for the nerdy folks and everybody in general. He's a very motivating guy. Uh, he has more of a weightlifting background. Uh, started out as a really skinny guy and decided he was going to get ripped. He's kind of the opposite of Aaron and I. Interesting. I can't wait to... to now, is he from Ireland? No, he is from Atlanta, Georgia. And oh, currently bet. he travels the globe. Yeah, nerd fitness and travel are his two occupations at this point. I don't really think travel counts, but he seems like he's really enjoying it. You can see where Steve has been going on his, what he calls his epic quest of awesomeness as part of leveling up his life on nerdfitness.com. He has a 
a Google map route that he's traced out around the world uh, a couple times at this point. I think he's been back and forth. So He used the word epic and level up in one sentence. That I'm telling you, that is a nerd. That guy needs to really socialize that idea. <laughs> it, it gets good. It gets really good. I was just rereading one of my favorite articles of his on the site today, and we'll probably go over this if he if he comes on for the podcast. But it's about when, choosing when, Don. When that's the question, Steve. If you're listening right now, we want to know when. One of my favorite articles on nerd fitness about choosing your profession. Your race is given. If you're a, a tall, stocky guy like me, and we're talking in nerd terms, so we're going straight for World of Warcraft. Final Fantasy RPG type. So if you're a big stocky guy, you're an ogre. If you're a skinny little beanpole like Steve is, then you're an elf. And your race is given. You can't really do much about it currently, but you can choose your profession. So you might be a warrior. You might be a big, strong, burly dude that nobody wants to go toe-to-toe against. You might be a scout and you're built for endurance and and agility. And and the article goes into all sorts of crazy detail and it's pretty funny to, to read, but it also makes a lot of sense. Excellent. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Getting this guy on here and talking to him. All right. Well, I think that about wraps it up. Um, and as I mentioned to Dr. Linhart earlier, I always end the show by saying, Don, take it. Remember, before starting any diet or exercise program, it's recommended that you consult your health care provider.